Since 1947, thousands of UFOs have been sighted all across the world. While the vast majority of them can be explained away as misidentifications or fabrications, what about the ones that can't be so easily dismissed? What about a show that examines some of, and I'm using heavy air quotes here, the best evidence ever caught on tape? Tonight, with the help of two fellow podcasters, we will roast the hell out of a pair of 90s TV specials dedicated to UFOs and UFO footage. This is The Meltdown 3. UFOs, the best evidence ever caught on tape. Now, I can't do this alone. We can never do a meltdown alone. So, with me, Brian and Angelo from the Double Density Podcast. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening, Robert. Hello, Rob. So, what, 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 have, what are you doing to us? Listen, I, I, I'm amazed <laughs> that I got you back on here, Brian, because I didn't think <laughs> you would do it after signs. the last meltdown. <laughs> and I made you watch Signs. And, and I mean... You know, we discovered new things. We discovered a conspiracy on RogerEber.com, and we discovered your fiance's feelings about signs. But yeah, I really didn't expect to see you back. I, uh, when you first suggested this, uh, having watched these specials a couple of times, sort of like in passing, I then realized I had to sit down and critically do this, and I, I felt a moment. Uh, of sadness and fear, knowing that I'd have to go through this. But you know, friendship is magic, and thusly, this is why I'm here, Rob. Yeah, I know. I know. We just blossom as friends. <laughs> we we put them. We put ourselves through trauma, and uh, somehow we end up on the other side of this thing, golden all the time. Angelo, how about you? Were you excited to dive into UFOs, the best evidence ever caught on tape? Well, first of all, I want to say I appreciate that I was spared having to watch Signs again. <laughs> Uh, there's only one good scene in that movie, and uh, we've discussed it before, Brian and I, and it's where you see the alien walking through the street. Now, with this, these UFOs, best evidence caught on tape, I actually watched them last year, and uh, I didn't think of them critically back then. I just watched them because I wanted something to do on my lunch hour, and I wanted to have some nostalgia of something I thought was incredible when I first saw it in the 90s. And now, having rewatched these, uh, as Brian said, critically, uh, they're a dumpster fire. <laughs> a great dumpster fire. Something you hadn't mentioned to Rob, but maybe you had mentioned to me, Angela, is that your own daughter refused to watch this with you. Uh, yes. So <laughs> uh, I, I thought for the fun of the podcast, I'd have my 10-year-old daughter sit down and, and watch these with him because... She has a passing interest in the paranormal and stuff, uh, but from a much more skeptical side of things, she's like a chip off the old block. Although at 10 years old, I totally believed in everything. But in her case, she doesn't believe in any of these things. And uh, she she was the one who uh, forced the trolley problem onto me a few weeks ago, which we talked about on Double Density. And she 
totally doesn't believe in things like Ouija boards and things like that because she's watched science shows about them. And uh, yeah, she refused to watch this special and decided to watch Penn and Teller Fool Us instead. You're raising the most boring kid on earth. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm horrible for you. Well, I, I mean, what child is watching Penn and Teller? I'm just, I, I have to put True. that out See, there. Thank you. <laughs> I just, I, I, I <laughs> like, if I wanted the wonder of the world to be destroyed instantly, I would watch Penn and Teller as a, like, 10-year-old and- child, but... You know, that that is that is what it is. She loves it. She likes knowing how magic tricks are done. Well. So just very quickly, I'm kind of curious. I So I hadn't seen this when it originally aired. I only caught it years later when it like uh, was like rebroadcast on one of these uh, Canadian stations in the mid-2000s. Rob, Angelo, had either of you... Angelo, I think you just mentioned that you watched this originally. But Rob, had you watched this originally when it aired in the... I do believe it was 97 and 2000 or 98 and 2000. I did. UFOs were huge around 97. Like, that's when the UFO boom was because Roswell, it was the 50th anniversary of Roswell, even though they didn't really start looking at Roswell until 1978. But we were celebrating the 50th anniversary, and Bill Clinton was trying to get access, and, you know, the Air Force shut him down, told him it was the uh, mogul balloon, which we all know is a lie. Don't even, don't even <laughs> doubt it, Angelo. Yeah, Angelo, uh, I'll be bringing that up. Probably. Yeah, you probably will. But I do remember watching the first one. I don't recall the second one. And we're calling this is essentially the Jonathan Frakes trilogy of UFO programs. Because, I mean, the man was used endlessly for paranormal programming back in the 90s. Yeah, the first two, of course, UFOs, the best evidence ever caught on tape, one and two. Yes, it was so great, they needed to make a second one. And when we reconvene eventually down the line, we will be talking about the alien autopsy video, because, I mean, that's just some of the greatest film footage ever. That did come first, though, I think. I, I, I do believe it did. Yes, yeah. Angel, because it was shot in 1947, that's why it came first. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> Brian with the hot takes, folks. Um, <laughs> oh, God. There's going to be a lot of these We're, in this episode, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, there is. There really is. But Did these come on around the same time that there was that Peter Jennings special, or was that a little bit later? Oh, I don't, I don't even know when the Peter Jennings special was. But that was, yeah, that was something that caught my attention. These two, though, were... Uh, I thought they were amazing when they came out. I, I watched these on Fox when they were out. I'm pretty sure I saw the second one. I definitely watched the first one, uh, and uh, I was fascinated. And we'll get into which foot once we start talking about the different footage. We'll 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 all touch upon the ones I thought was really interesting. Um, but yeah, I definitely saw these when they were on in a glorious SD. Wow! <laughs> Four by wow! So just as an FYI, the Peter Jennings UFO special on ABC News came out in 2005. Holy, wow. UFOs, people didn't even care about them in 2005. (laughs) So, like, that's kind of amazing. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we're going to kind of break this down into two different parts. We're going to talk about the footage that was shown. We're also going to talk about the players in in these two documentaries, which are only about an hour and a half long together. So the first thing that we see is the Phoenix Lights. Now, the Phoenix Lights, when this special aired, had just occurred, I think, like months before. Yeah. Yeah. It was fresh in people's minds. And, of course, they show the flare footage. Not Ric Flair, but the flares. 
yes, the flare footage. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flares. Uh, Angela, you love talking about the Phoenix Lights and you love debunking the Phoenix Lights. What are your thoughts on the Phoenix Lights? Because I know you have one, two, seven, ten of these. Well, look, there was an event earlier in the evening where it seemed like there was something huge flying over Phoenix, but it was more likely, and and Brian and, Brian and Robert are going to get upset with me, and mostly your listeners as well, but there was probably airplanes flying in formation. However, the footage we see in this is the flares, and that was, I think, completely proven as being true. That they're, they're terrestrial origin. Yeah, they're flares. There was a military operation. It was, I think, a test of some kind. Possibly. Rob is silent. Possibly. I, I, Rob is silent. I think um, he wants to kill Yeah, me. The, the one videos where they show the red lights, they do kind of look like flares, but they also don't act like flares. And, I, and, the, reason, and, and yeah. the reason that I say that is because where I live, I live about, I don't know, maybe... 30, 40 miles away from... Wait, wait, Rob, do you want to share... Are you sure you want to reveal this? They might geolocate you. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, you know, friend to friend, just making sure. Yeah. I live about 40 miles away from an Air National Guard base. And what they do is they routinely fly over into our airspace. And what you can see during the summer is that these fighter planes, what they'll do is they'll just play this kind of game of tag and they'll drop these flares and what you notice when they drop the flares is that they don't last more than five seconds before they're out. So to me, that is the one thing that kind of holds me back from saying that these are flares because these, if they are, they're a special type of flare, which they, they could be. But at the same time, yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's yeah, still up in the air. They don't act like they're supposed to. Right. Right, unless unless you somehow have flares like attached to like parachutes or something, but even then they should still be falling. So do you feel like they led with like the best video then? One of the best. Yes. One there's of the one ones, there's as we continue down this list, yeah. Yeah, it I mean it it gets much worse and there's only like one other video in this that I, I think is actually kind of good, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. Cause I, cause like seeing it now in like full on skeptic mode, whereas in the late nineties, when I watched it, I was uh, much more of a, a, I want to believe type person. Can you bring that and guy to the table tonight? No, because you need, you need like balance. Right. You have to have a fair This isn't and the goddamn uh, force, Angelo. <laughs> also, speaking of that, we forgot to mention the disclaimer at the top of oh. each of these. Oh, yes. So I have it right in front of me. Let, and me I'll read uh, let me read that for you now. I actually wrote it down. I uh, took a screen cap too, so yeah. Okay. And it's conjecture, guys. It's all conjecture. Yeah, of course it is. The following program is based on speculation and conjecture. Viewers should explore all sources of information before reaching their own conclusion. Do you think the Fox lawyers were like, Jonathan Frakes, producers, put this in or we're going to get sued? No. And you want to know why? Because there's a show show on TV right now. What the hell is it called? Jesus, I can't even remember. Uh, it's, It's on the Travel Channel. And it's a show about paranormal footage and they do not scrutinize it at all they present it all as being real and whoa okay yeah it's ridiculous and how morals have fallen oh they have fallen by the wayside i'm glad that they put that little disclaimer at the beginning think for yourself people 
yeah do the research yeah, follow, follow the money guys. yeah follow follow, the, follow money. the money you know it all leads to big money bobby bigelow anyway so <laughs> yeah <laughs> what i love about this disclaimer though is that they're essentially like they're literally stating we haven't done any of the homework that's your job yeah exactly uh <laughs> you know it's just it would take too much time we would have to hire too many you know fact checkers and all that in order to uh put together something decent so let's just get jonathan frakes and his smooth dulcet tones and he will take us there well he's been to space it's true so. yeah. it's true I- you have a story to tell, don't you, Brian? <laughs> uh, so it is, I do believe it is uh, not a true story because my friend told me this when he was drunk, but he is a pretty big, you know, a Trek fan. He's gone to conventions. He has a Starfleet uniform. And then he once claimed during a photo op, <laughs> Jonathan Frakes kissed him in back of the neck. I do not believe this to be true. I think he was just leading me on because he wanted to see where he'd take it. But uh, there is a rumor out there that my friend uh, was kissed in the back of the neck by Jonathan Frakes. Uh, and he uh, was neither excited nor sad about that. He just said it happened. You know, I'm almost sad that this episode is behind a paywall. I really am. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? This is what the, the patrons are paying for, right? The, all the juicy bits that you can't hear in public. Yeah, exactly. $5 a month gets you this, folks. And it is just absolutely <laughs> wonderful. That being said, I do believe, once again, conjecture, not stated fact. Uh, not sure. Uh, Jonathan Frakes' attorneys don't talk to me. Yes. We're very on point tonight. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, but there's... Now, fr- from the Phoenix Lights, we go to, like, secret military footage. Uh, alleged secret? They start talking about... Yeah. <laughs> yeah Area 51. And, and our, be- our our good friend, George Knapp. Yeah. Friend of the show? Friend of the show, I guess. I guess. But yeah, uh, George Knapp, he brings the government distrust to this special, and it's great. He's just, I, I, I want to see the, the, you know, the skeptics explain this, explain this away. And he's got that kind of attitude. He just doesn't trust the government. Well, he's the guy who blew open, quote unquote, like the Area 51 case, right? So Yes, he did. What better person to have on to talk about some of the secret military footage? And there, in particular, there is oh one piece of footage that has been brought forth by a <sighs> gentleman. His identity has been hidden. He is blacked out on screen. But essentially what this video footage looks like is it looks like the Top Hat Monopoly piece, <laughs> and it's being floated in front of the camera, and then all of a sudden it goes out of frame, and oh, it comes back, and it's a different piece now. <laughs> One of the things I kept thinking as I watched uh, both of these shows is that, you know, they, they keep talking about, we'll know more in the future and stuff, but here we are in the future, and we know nothing else, really, and this government source that they had, that, did we ever find out who it was? If anything... I was kind of looking at it, wondering if it would be the same dimensions as Richard Doty, but it didn't look like it was. <laughs> Luis Elizondo? Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know when Luis showed up at the Pentagon, but, you know, uh, that so, possibility's on Tom the table. DeLong. Yeah. He was too young at that point, Angelo. Nice try, though. Yeah. Uh, one of the, Blink-182. You know, and, one of those popular passwords. And the, the interesting thing, too, <laughs> is that, uh, you know, they were doing the, the night vision stuff and showing you footage of, you know, and Annie Jacobson has this book called Area 51 that basically explains what I believe to be the closest truth is that there are a lot of experimental earthly-based crafts working there, right? So I feel like a lot of what they capture are earth-based, and that weird CIA dude whose name escapes me right now mentions that as he points towards the screen yeah 
The only fault with Annie Jacobson's book is that she believes that the Roswell crash was <laughs> was basically, you know, Stalin's pet project, which it, it is really ridiculous, and I'll get into it some other time. But well, yeah, exactly. It was mogul. Uh, listen, none of that Fuck crap me. on this podcast. You you check yourself, <laughs> sir. <laughs> You'll just be bleeping me every time I say mogul. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, so we move from military footage to uh, uh, a trilogy of episodes they'd recently done with Sam and Jason of Not Alone, and that is the Gulf Breeze sightings. Yeah, and the great thing about these is they begin with Ed Walters' hoaxed photos. Of course, they don't tell you that it's Ed Walters, even though in 1997 we did know that it was Ed Walters, but his name will come up later. Yeah, exactly. For some reason, they need to reprise some Gulf Breeze footage. I don't know why, but the videos here are not some of the things that we covered in our massive six-hour-long tribute to Ed Walters and his massive hoax, but... Tribute is an interesting word, Rob. <laughs> Listen, you know, okay, it was it was more like a Dean Martin celebrity roast. Let's just right, yeah. <laughs> but some of these were just I don't know. I one of them, you see something come into frame really quick. It could have been a rod for all I care. Oh yes, we're yeah. talking about fucking rods. <laughs> I mean, that's it could have passed off as a rod. That was a rod in the nineties. Let's be honest. So it was that weird, are you talking about the daytime footage of yeah. like, the bug flying by? Because that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, guys, it's Bruce Mac- Maccabee, though. He knows what he's talking oh, about. Oh, Bruce. Good old Bruce Maccabee. So I have a theory about him that we're going to get into later when we talk about the different figures in here. And, and yes. I want to pitch it to you guys, and I want you guys to think about it. Um, but yeah, suffice it to say, Bruce Maccabee, not the paragon of truth here. No, definitely not. He has taken to task a few different times. Yeah, and and we do see some amazing uh, streetlights from Gulf Breeze. Oh, we well. do. Very, they have <laughs> wonderful streetlights. Of course, there's a couple different Gulf Breeze videos, and none of them seem really convincing all that much. There's some kind of like cylindrical looking object that is kind of like floating at one point. In are you some... talking about that looks like a coffee cup that's like twirling that was... around? Yeah, yeah, that was the redfish point. Yeah, one? is that the yeah, one? Yeah, that's the one. that was. Yeah, that, pretty sure that's a balloon. Yeah, it looks a lot like a balloon. Balloon clown pants. Is that that? That, that is definitely a clown pants sighting. That is that would qualify. <laughs> From Gulf Breeze and those really under, uninteresting videos, we move to Ecuador to a film that. Um, there's no other way to put it. It looks fake as fuck. It just looks fake <laughs> as fuck. And, like, a lot of these videos look like that, but this thing looks like a model because, for one thing, the scale is all wrong because there's, like, trees that this thing is flying near. It's just underneath the tree canopy, but Jonathan Frakes puts it in great perspective, saying that this thing resembles a glowing chandelier. So well, and it's another street light in Ecuador this time. <laughs> and I love that Frakes was getting super excited at one point, positing that like the government would finally admit that UFOs are real and it's like Frakes disclosure at this point. Oh, How much do you think he went off script? Like, you know, they're like Jonathan say the line, he's like no, they're this is so exciting. We've got But uh here yeah, we are we've, again. We've got uh Frakes closure here and it's <laughs> running wild all on this yes. program. <laughs> 
So uh, I feel like this this happens in the first part, but more so in the second part, where a lot of like nighttime stuff comes up, and you don't have a perspective of uh, anything except for like darkness, right? So you don't even know the size, the, the actual shape of the object, and things like that, right? So I think you know, given the resembling a glowing chandelier thing, I wrote down in my notes like the only people who made money in the nineties are the hardware stores where these objects were bought. Oh yeah. As someone who worked in the hardware industry, I have nothing but respect for those type of individuals. So uh, hats off to them. So hobbyists. Uh, yeah. Also, hats off to all the great B-roll of people holding video cameras. Oh, yes. I love seeing all the different models, especially like the yeah. the, the Handycam version like the versus the larger like shoulder the shoulder cam. Oh, so good. Back to the Future ones, Ooh. yeah. That was uh, uh that was uh impressive. Now uh, after that, though, we got to a video that I thought was kind of interesting, and it's the the Grif- the Griefswald video. Yes, from Germany, and it shows yeah. like a couple different formations of what look like lights in the in the sky, and, and and that is an interesting piece of footage. I I will admit that one. That is one of the better ones. Yes. Yeah that that's the that was the one of the ones that I thought was. Hmm. I don't know what this is. It's definitely not a chandelier. It's not a mogul balloon. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not anything that we've really seen. A rod, yeah. These are really great rods. It's not flares like in Phoenix, so we don't know. It, it just—it was an interesting one. I've—I totally forgot about, uh, and it's not a—it's not a sighting that gets reported and talked about very often. No, it's just this weird footage that now exists on this special that you could just watch on Netflix. But it's it's one that got George Knapp really fired up, <laughs> and I appreciate that. I like a fired up George Knapp. Can we say horny for UFOs? Is that a thing? We yeah, can say about? he is. Yeah, listen, he is Randy for these fuckers. That's for sure. <laughs> okay, we're behind a paywall. It's fine. And and so that one was interesting. And then we go to like the Mexico one, which is. Also, I'd say one of the more interesting ones. So the first Mexico one that is like the first air show one is really interesting. I think that is one of the more credible ones. It's up there with the Phoenix Lights. The second air show one, the one that's like the, just a thing floating by, doesn't really look like anything. Could be a piece of garbage or anything. Uh, I feel is less credible, but I feel like the first one in particular is is intriguing. Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 yeah. And his battery died again too on those ones, right? Uh yes. yeah, that, when it started coming towards him, yeah, he did say just that like the Israeli in the second part. Oh God, the Israeli footage. Well, we'll okay, talk about that. Don't get ahead of yourself, oh, Ryan. I'm really horny for international UFOs. Okay, yes, okay. we'll get there. Um, moving on to um, <laughs> a piece of footage that you guys have recently talked about on your podcast. Of course, it's the Guardian UFO footage, and. Uh, you can't really talk about that footage without talking about some of the players, and in particular, Bob Exler, who, um... That... <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, B-roll that of him walking around with that camera around, you know, his neck is the best, because he's here to solve mysteries, guys. He, he is. I don't know if he's ever solved a mystery a day in his life, but <laughs> he's here for it. And he's got Dr. Bruce Maccabee behind him. Bruce seems really angry. Oh, and part of the uh, reason is because you have an RCMP officer, Dennis Tehate, coming out and saying, well, no, this is, the, the footage uh, is very clearly a helicopter. And you can actually see at one point the, uh, the tail end of the helicopter in the footage. Yeah, it's at night, but like 
somehow that smoke just uh, the light hitting that smoke you could see the back end of the damn helicopter like it's really not that hard to see my favorite a very thing Canadian RCMP officer my favorite thing about this is that they mentioned the documents that Guardian had sent to Bob Exler and if you actually spend any time looking at them you realize these are fakes but yeah. they just they gloss over that they show like like stills of some of the like very credible uh, you know uh, information uh, being disseminated by Guardian that is clearly not the case at all not to mention that the light on top of this helicopter is rotating. It's freaking yes. rotating. <laughs> but uh, no, Bruce Bruce McAvee. My favorite thing is the earth-based flares, like right next to the helicopter that light it, right? So yeah. there's a lot of human elements here that point towards a very credible terrestrial kind of thing. But hey, it makes for great, you know, a, a, a great visual. I think this is like a, a situation where one hand washes the other because Bob Exler kind of, you know, lends his credibility to the Gulf Breeze stuff while Bruce McAbee lends his credibility to the Guardian UFO footage. If I had more time, I would cut together all of the images of Bob Exler like in the field and then just turn it into like a sitcom intro. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, maybe maybe I'll carve out a couple hours you know, in, the, in the coming months where I just I toil away and hope for the best. But he big city researcher comes to small town. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the the thing is like once again like uh, the the disclaimer at the beginning of the episode kind of sets the tone for how much research is being done here. Yeah, which is none at all. It's just let's bring our opinions to the table. Does not matter. I'd be kind of curious to know how much, you know, Dr. Bruce McAbee, uh, George Knapp, uh, you know, Bob Exler, how much they got paid to appear on here, because they probably got some kind of appearance fee, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about Fox. They've got some, you know, money to throw here. So, definitely. Speaking of appearance fees, uh, Rob. Uh, um, <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you guys, uh, what do you guys <laughs> rake it in these days for, uh, you know, advertising revenue? Let's talk. Well, yeah, the, the our brand collective one uh, was your quite your lucrative. your f- um, fake, you know, advertiser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. the one that led to a, a very interesting narrative. Yes, yeah, uh, uh, and I I just gotta I, I have to call you guys out. Way to be anticlimactic, guys. Really, <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole point. So very quickly, for those who don't listen to us, for episode 100, I disappeared at the end of episode 99, and then Angela did this like serial type of episode where we were trying to figure out what happens. And then for 101, we ignored it and then talked about disappearing objects in the paranormal section as like a wink and a nod uh, to it. But the problem is like we didn't know how to resolve it, so we decided not to resolve it at all. You know, that's the best way to go forward with that, because you don't want to get roasted alive for just, like, a really bad... You don't want that David Politis heat on you. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is, like... Now, when we were talking earlier about this, because we had described how you with the old Walter story, us with the Guardian UFO footage, it felt like uh, Avengers Endgame, and now you're bringing in, like, David Politis. Like, this is just getting better and better, my friend. Uh, Listen, we're here to take Thanos down... You know, whatever, whatever's left of us, which um, <laughs> is only three of us. But you know what? That's better than none. That Infinity Gauntlet's coming off. We're taking care of business here. The freaks Thanos here is coming down. It's just the only and we And we go full circles back to uh, Ed Walters and back to Florida because that's where weird things happen. Yeah, and this... It's just stunning piece of footage from Ed Walters while he was just 
hanging out on the beach one day and suddenly there's a ufo overhead and there's a dude further down on the beach with what looks like a dog i don't know if he's looking up i can't really tell because the footage is that bad but then all of a sudden you just see it you know disappear you can't fake that though. You can't. You can't look at the guy. The guy with the dog is still there. Even in the nineties, the you flowers are still something. standing. Yeah, yeah. Like the arguments that Bob Exler was making, I, I really didn't understand if he knew that they weren't arguments or if, <laughs> like, he, he was, was making non the camera around his neck. Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah, and. and Oh, God. Maybe if John, he had yeah, proved, okay, that there was a shadow being cast by this thing, he didn't. <laughs> that was the whole thing. He's like, he's like, I studied the shadows on the building. It doesn't matter. It, yeah. Like, how does that relate to an object in the sky casting no shadow? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. He's uh, just a and, piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> he is that, a, a grifter with a financial stake in the Edward Walters, you know, uh, Gulf Breeze stories, right? And I think that, like, that needs to be underlined whenever you view this in a very specific lens. You have to say, like, is he profiting from this narrative? The answer is yes. Yeah, I mean, we have evidence that he was paid to write portions of Ed's books. So we know that there is a financial stake for him. So... Grifter's even in, even in 1997, because you know Ed, uh, Ed was still doing conferences down there, and actually Ed and Bruce Maccabee co-wrote a book that year. So, of course they did. I wanted to, I uh, wanted the, to believe it was like an this, odd couple type where they had to rent an apartment together, and you know they just <laughs> argued constantly, and like you know like the food was being left out. Like that is that is the true story I want to see. It's a reality show in the making, yeah. you know? Well, for example, now, I don't just remember what... Before I forget, though, oh, Bob Exler also profited from the Guardian thing because he was selling tapes at, like, 40 bucks a pop. Yeah. Of course he was. I mean, I mean, they were tapes. Like, this is, like, FYE pricing, and that's price gouging. <laughs> I mean, I was paying $25 for CDs back in the early, late 90s, early 2000s. It was a ripoff. And now you have all the music you want for like ten bucks a month. I know. God bless our alien overlords. I know. I I think the next piece of footage worth talking about is, of course, the crop circle hoax video from the mid '90s. And I remember watching this piece of footage on a different special in like 1996, and I remember being so on board with it. And what a fool I was. You were just so it basically it is a video of like two birds trying to fuck and then suddenly a crop circle appears. Yeah, exactly. They're just like doing this, you know, circular flight pattern and apparently birds mating just make crop circles, folks. <laughs> I guess that's how it works. Science fact. Uh, but do you so in the other special you had watched, had they mentioned that this person had access to video editing software because in this one at least they they mentioned that that like the the person who had shot this, you know, does this for a living, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you kind of get the idea that perhaps this was most likely faked. No, perhaps not in 96. Yeah. 96 they didn't know that. But do you guys remember the unsolved mysteries special about crop circles you bet your ass i do yeah do you remember yeah, what remember one of the that. theories was there were many i mean they they believe that there were people out there stamping down do you remember the most outlandish theory there was oh, shoot. magnets it, it, was it magnets? no it was hedgehogs were making them <laughs> oh, right well they're really fast <laughs> yeah but yeah. like 
Come on. You Crouch need what? Have you not played the video game? You would need an <laughs> army of them, Angelo. I, I haven't played the video games since the 90s when I had a Sega Genesis. Oh. And obviously you were playing it, you know, for research purposes, yelling out, is this a crop circle with every level completed? <laughs> I know, and like perform fatalities in the name of research. <laughs> it's just the way that it went. I mean, what did of course I had Striker, and what the hell were you going to do with Striker? Oh yeah, he's just going to shoot him. Fucking. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 crop circle. It was like it was very is a very neat transformation, right, in between like uh, field to crop circle. It's well done. It is really well done. I do give them a lot of credit, but you know. <sighs> At, at least, like at least Bruce Maccabee could say it was a hoax. I feel like there, uh, and this was one of the few instances in which he kind of hedged his bets here because most of the time he'd be like, "Yep, this is a this is a thing that is otherworldly." Um, but I feel like there are different kinds of like uh, uh, video footage emerging. Like there is uh, the stupidity kind, like the flying chandelier. There is the uh, "I made this on purpose" kind, like the crop circle. And then there's the uh, I don't know. This could be a thing I shot, like the Phoenix Lights. We're getting the whole range. We're we're going through the motions here, and we see um, Jaime Masun. Uh, he's the one from Mexico. He talks about that people with cameras uh, in their hands are going to prove this. Uh, but here we are, twenty years later. Everybody has a camera, and the footage is still always garbage, even though it's like HD and everything. And you end up with people shooting uh, streetlights, thinking it's Star Destroyer size. UFOs, and right, stuff. and that's that's one of the quotes from like the end of the second part. Like, uh, quote: "If a hundred thousand people had camcorders, then Congress would definitely open their eyes and have a study." No, they wouldn't. No, no they wouldn't. No, <laughs> no, but like it's just ten thousand. Well, here's idiots. the thing: Do you think Jaime Musan would have seen himself involved in two alien mummy hoaxes by, <laughs> by in the future? I mean. <laughs> If he were a smart man, no. But clearly, that is not the case here. No, so. that's that's not that's not the case at all. But uh, I think uh, another piece of interesting video footage is the Mexican uh, eclipse video. Yes, uh, that that yeah. one impressed me a little bit, just because. The it, all, so it's daytime. It I is mean, daytime. Conventionally yes. speaking, um, the, it always makes me laugh because it always seems like two staged. Right. Right. Like, it goes from this family scene to, like, this. But the interesting thing about the, the solar eclipse um, uh, footage is that, like, this was a widely seen event. Like, a lot of different people saw the same thing, and conventional explanations don't necessarily match. So I feel like this is one of the better cases um, in order to sort of, like, look at. My belief is it's the best case that they've actually presented in this whole, you know, pile of garbage. A ramshackle but, house of cards? Yeah, and, and I think what makes it a strong case is that you have this object being filmed in different locations, in four locations. Different times, but it's a very similar looking object, whatever it is. Yeah. And Angelo, what do you think? You fucking skeptic? <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, I'm, like I've always said, I'm happy to say I don't know what something is. And this is not one of the ones that's easily explainable as like a streetlight or a chandelier or a fake. It seems to be something that people took. And th the point you guys made of it being different locations at the same time is the most interesting thing. So you know that it's something in the air. It could be 
uh, as simple as somebody like letting go of a balloon or something, but it doesn't really look like that. that. The it's movement like doesn't that suggest one. that, right? Uh, so first thing, no. I'd like to retract the fucking, I apologize. You uh, came at us correctly in saying that you didn't necessarily know what it was. So thank you for that. But then secondly, yeah, its movements are very odd in such a way that like it doesn't... <sighs> It, it's very bothersome to me to sort of like apply that um, descriptor to it because it, it doesn't move like it should move if it were based from something that was here. Right. And the relative shape, it's not shaped like a balloon. It, it's silvery in color, metallic. There's a dark spot underneath it. So it almost looks like it's composed of two different things. And the motion of this thing, it kind of curves down here in a little way and it kind of upsets the atmosphere around it which they note after zooming in on it but at the same time like you could kind of see that but i tend to wonder if that's like i don't know maybe a little pixelation or whatever yeah it's artifacting as well that's the problem with when you're using standard definition you're not gonna get anything they're like that was the thing they kept zooming in on these blobs of nothing and you see more of the zooming in zooming in garbage in the second special yes, which, which we'll angers yeah. me greatly oh yes. yeah. yeah yeah it's ridiculous and but it's funny so to, we'll, to note though that like mexico really did see like this huge flap in the early 90s yeah which you don't really realize until you see all of this different footage in all these different areas and i'm not saying that all of this footage is real because god knows some of it is fucking horrible but <laughs> it's cases like this that kind of give you pause We've released the 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 Kraken with Brian swearing because he doesn't get to swear. Oh, yeah, it's uh, so good. Thank you, Rob. Hey, no problem. I mean, you did swear over on the uh, other meltdown, so it seemed only That's fitting. True. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you did say you fucking hated me <laughs> back then. So, <laughs> but I I still stand by that assertion. By the way, uh, <laughs> I, I keep you at a distance. We are distant acquaintances who don't talk yeah. at all except for this. Oh yeah, yeah. That... <laughs> But there was definitely a flap going on late 80s, early 90s in Mexico, and apparently Jaime Musan has a collection of 5,000 videos that were sent to him from viewers. He's, you know, a journalist, so he put the call out there, and apparently 5,000 people came forward with videos. If only he could digitize those in a way that we would, as a public, be allowed to view them. I mean, listen, there's no money in that. We got to get in the alien mummy hoax business here. <laughs> this is where we're at in Old 2019. UFO videos don't sell t-shirts. No, they don't. They don't. But those alien mummies will, even though <laughs> even though um, all of them have been debunked at this point. But <sighs> Such is the nature of the beast of ufology. And now uh, I guess we can go to part two. Yes, which uh, <laughs> aka the bottom of the barrel. Yes. Oh yeah, my this, god! Uh, they yeah, it was. Uh, I thought the first one was bad, and then uh, this one was really rough. Yeah, it, because it starts with balloons. Uh, it does start with balloons. <laughs> balloons with pretty lights on it, and a total stoner dude named Eric spelled wrong. Yes, E R E C H. What? What is okay? So the worst, the worst part about that is the name, but then his like smug demeanor that I just I, I wanted to throw something at him. He's an artist, Brian. He's an artist. Dude, he's at an artist. Festival. We, they were at a light festival. <laughs> That's the thing. He's at a light festival, astounded that there's lights in the sky floating, and then he also said, "You know, it could have maybe been somebody who put a piece of artwork." That's not what I was thinking, man. Uh, so he was totally high when he saw it too, and then his batteries died, of course, but not because he was high and forgot to turn off his right. camera. Tried to use a camera. Hashtag a blaze it, that motherfucker was blazing it. 
He yes. He literally like you could smell the weed coming off of the interview. Like it was just that blatantly bad. Like he's as you were saying at a light festival. Logically speaking, there'd be light fixtures a little bit everywhere, including in the trees. And he's probably thinking he was looking at the sky, but he's probably looking at the ground. Probably. I. I mean, I have no doubt that off screen there was a blunt just waiting for him afterwards. I just. I. I believe that's how it they paid my... him. That's his appearance fee. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, he was at a festival outside. It's. It's at night. I can't even believe this made the cut. Like they were really scraping. The Dude, it was pretty bad. They saw that this first special was successful, so they're like, three years later, they're like, oh, we got to do this again. We got to do this again. And they just scraped the bottom of the barrel for this. And, and there's other good footage, which we'll talk about toward the end of this thing, that they could have included in the second part. But sadly, we got a bunch of crap. We we got the... Um, uh, the do-it-yourselfers in this one. The, the, <laughs> yes. yes, I yes. love some of them. The ones that went hunting for UFOs, one of whom was interested in Eric Von Donneken because he inherited his grandfather's collection of Eric Von Donneken books, and Lord knows that'll change every any child's life. Really will. Then, yeah, there was Thomas. Uh, there was that guy Thomas Saburain. Oh yeah, yeah Tom Saburain. Who he who seems definitely... like a really weird dude. Yeah, he's the guy that claimed that uh, these UFOs are either extraterrestrial or they're animals. Was he the one who said that he also it's... got a start in Gulf Breeze? Yes. 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 My favorite quote is him at the end. He says that he keeps in touch with twelve hardcore people like him. What What does that mean? <sighs> what does that yeah. mean? <laughs> I I wanted so badly for them to unpack that, but they just like they moved on, right? But the idea that he used the internet to keep in touch with hardcore people like him. So something I, I noticed in this special is that every single video, Frakes like says that it may prove once and for all, like especially like the, the they kept the commercial uh, bumper break, right? Like so they would, and after the break, you'll see this special footage that'll prove everything once and for all. Um, but it doesn't. No. It's just, it proves that zoomed in stuff looks weird. Right. The guy who got the Von Donneken books, his name was Chris Miller. He, um... He was a UFO hunter. He was a UFO a video, hunter. UFO video hunter. Yep. Uh, we should become UFO video hunters. Yep. I'm down. I, I, I couldn't help, like, again, seeing all these giant cameras and stuff. Like, 20 years later, this is hilariously entertaining and not the way they wanted it to be entertaining. No. I agree with that. One really great example of that is the video footage of this supposed UFO captured over Manhattan from a cruise ship, and it looks exactly like a light fixture. Like, this is this is just insane garbage. But you're not a doctor of video watching like Bruce McAvee. <laughs> so this is one of the videos where he agreed that it was a real thing, right? Like he, I feel like they gave him 20 videos, and he's like, in order to prove my credibility, I'll have to naysay like three of the 20. Yeah, like we've got Freak's closure here on this one. It's just, it's real. It's it's okay, real. So here's my question to you, right? Because like in watching this, like Bruce McAbee's like, yep, yeah, this is real. This is real. It could be real. Is Bruce McAbee a reverse vampire? I ask you this because all of the nighttime <laughs> videos, 
Like, he's never sat on a porch and stared at a light at night. Like, he's only out during the day, right? So at night, he doesn't know what's happening because he has to be indoors. So he's like, yes, this looks like a UFO, though clearly it's like a street lamp. It's someone who lit a lantern. You know, like, there's all, like, the worst ones are the most mundane ones. And there's the, the, the Mexico City video with the laser shooting down that is just so horrible. But he's like, yeah, this could be something. I support that theory based on the man's hair alone. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you that don't know what Dr. Bruce McAfee's hair, at least at this point, looked like, I would describe it as a... Like a bird's nest. Yeah, it really looks like a bird's nest. Uh, Yeah, um, maybe like Hulk Hogan if he hadn't aged well. Yes, absolutely. Just like long, long hair with a horseshoe... You know, kind of situation going on up top. It's really bad, folks. Now, now then they trot out David Sarita, who's uh, <laughs> another idiot. And uh, am I allowed saying that? He's, he's always full of it. Like, he will buy into any scam you can buy into as long as he can talk about it. And he's talking about being some sort of contractor or something. I don't think that ever was the case. I have no idea how these people were vetted for this show. I, they I weren't. don't either. They all it's just... each other. Well, I think like UFO personalities at that point, you if you look at the ones featured in this show, none of them are respectable. You don't have Stanton Friedman there. You don't have Jacques Vallée. You don't have Don Schmidt or Kevin Randall or I'll any of those him. guys. Yeah, he um he's if you go look at his uh rational wiki uh, entry, um He's uh, he's believed in everything like Palladians and zero point energy and the Shroud of Turin. I'm just the hearing face great on stuff Mars. Here. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all really important stuff. All realistic, um, real things. Yeah. They also mentioned the face on Mars at the end of the first episode, right? For, like as a throwaway, which yeah. I thought was weird. Yeah. We'll never. We have to. You know, they when we go back to Mars, we'll have to. You know, we'll it'll prove once and for all what it was, and then we proved there was a rock. And of course, that footage was faked. Angela, don't you know that there are glass megastructures on Mars? There are. Oh yeah. The uh, the rover drives through them all, all the time. The time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the time. And you know what? <laughs> the rovers have like little Super Mario car and races you know what? up there. R- Richard Seed Hoagland, he was boots on the ground on this shit. S- speaking speaking of fine hair, that man, <laughs> mm. <laughs> finest the finest mm. hair in conspiratorial thinking. I would say it's on par with Jacques Vallée's for sure. If there's a picture they, um, of the two of them together, I would love that. Yeah, we need to find that. I'm also not going to Google that. I want it to come to me organically. It, that's the only way that it should make its way to your vision um, at any point <laughs> in your life. <laughs> they, you know, they, they brought up, they showed more images of those blimps and things, and they had literally explained that in the first one. Yeah. How these looked like blimps, yeah. and they were blimps, but they bring them out again, these blimps over Germany and Beijing and stuff. And, and that was like, one of the few things that... You guys literally explained these. Even was... Bruce McAbee doesn't think Well, that's real. the thing, is that like that was one of the videos where he's like, shit, I gotta say this one's a fake. I think it's a fake. I think they just did that to establish Bruce McAbee's credibility quote-unquote i'm putting fucking huge ass air quotes on that too Um, (laughs) because you know from what we know bruce mcabee's credibility is kind of down the tubes when it comes to at least video footage of ufos well i mean look how he look how he like analyzed the the garden ufo case like when we were doing the episode i was like this man doesn't know what he's talking about clearly no he he doesn't he uh when dennis de is talking about 
clearly it's a helicopter. Bruce Maccabee's just like, I think he says, I I forget exactly what he says, but uh, he was kind of demeaning uh, in a way. And like, the thing about Dennis DeHate is he has like a lisp. So I think they like look down on him anyway, even though he's an RCMP officer. But uh, I will. He also gives zero fucks. Like that's the best part is that like as an RCMP officer, he just comes out and tells you like, yes, there were exercises in the region. Yes, we have military base nearby. Helicopters practice all the time. Like he doesn't care. He just, this is just a normal day for him is talking to these like uh, people who come up with theories and like create a lot of paperwork for him. So I guess like the only thing he feels is like slight resentment. Yeah. Yeah, and I I feel and um, the most there's more international stuff in this one too. There's uh, yeah, there was like the we saw some streetlights in England in this as well. <laughs> yeah. yep. yes, we did. Um, we go to the uh, Car- we go to Carlos Diaz, who's basically the Mexican Billy Myers. Yep. Oh yeah, like and yeah. that's where the the UFO with the laser comes in. Yeah, because yeah, they're plasma plasma UFOs. He gets taken into it, guys. Yeah, this guy. He said he's like, I got a picture of something maybe sort of weird in the sky once. Let's run with it. Yeah, um, and I I will say, and you folks are gonna miss out on this. One of the uh, the best Instagram stories is uh, watching Brian watch the video footage of this plasma Fuck. UFO and him coughing bullshit. Uh, it was it was great. It, it was fantastic, and you're gonna miss. I out don't on understand that. why they included that though. Like, I, if you're trying to make a point, don't put in the jokes. Yeah, but the, like these experts, though, they, they they seem baffled by these things, but they're basically baffled by garbage. And then we go from that garbage to the special alien puppet show at Area Fifty One. <laughs> The, yes, the the Jeff Broadstreet wait, alien. Wait, before we talk about that, before I forget, can we talk about the Israeli case? Well, that's at the end. Is it yeah. at the end? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it, it is. is. Um, I okay. I think if we're gonna talk about anything first, it's the NASA videos because. Oh uh, yeah. shit! Yes. The okay. NASA let's get in. You mean the water let's go on from the lens? NASA to alien puppets yeah. to Israel? It, it, yeah, that's the natural progression here. The first piece of footage, and it comes from the first special, is. It's from the Space Shuttle Discovery, and this piece of video footage has been reused so many times to the point where you can kind of see the Earth, I guess, and you can see, like, particles of different things, but what you see is what they're claiming is a UFO flying towards the Earth, and then you see these two flashes, and this uh, supposed UFO darts away, you see this alleged projectile, you know, going in that direction. I... And I saw this for the first time, I think, on Unsolved Mysteries. And then I saw it again on this. Right. And it blew my mind back in the 90s. I was amazed by this. I said, wow, the government's hiding things. This is clearly a UFO. And then uh, it was actually explained to me. Well, not directly to me, but I read something about it. (laughs) An older man sat you down? Yeah, James Oberg came over to my house, (laughs) sat down. And talk to me about how it's ice particles and just things floating in the sky. Well, it's like condensation and, and things like that. Like I just, ugh. yeah. the The thing that got me back then was how it was perfectly timed. Right, the flash, those two things that came out of the earth, and the UFO darting away all seemed so incredible. But then you realize, no, it's it's makes so much sense when you realize it's the actual shuttle and its rockets uh, firing, and the ice particles just kind of moving around the sky. Yeah, and I mean, this is video footage that is bad. 
for one. It's like the cameras are terrible and you have no idea of depth perception at all. And it's just, hey, let's tout this as some alien bullshit. Hey, you remember Star Wars? The Star Wars thing that freaking Ronnie Reagan decided that he wanted to do? Well, guess what? Apparently it was succeeded and we're taking out UFOs. That No, we, that's bullshit. Not at all. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> yep. um, you guys are dream destroyers, just FYI. I, I, right now I am, just because I don't like I, I don't like bad footage, Brian. That's just what, not what I do. <laughs> really? What Is, did you make of... What what did you make of the the pictures that uh, when the first astronauts went to the moon, they said they saw stuff, and you see things in these pictures, but they're like the flash bulb going off in the in the in the glass. It's clearly that. Yeah, um, in in that piece of uh, in that it, I think it's a still image that they show. But yes, it is. Yeah, it's a still. Yeah. Image. Um, there is a piece of video footage allegedly captured from the command module of that mission where you can see this white, I don't know what exactly you'd call it. It looks like a white little orb and it's just flying by. A tic-tac? Uh, no, it wasn't a tic-tac. It's just like a white little dot and it's flying really, f- you know, fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But look, how did they capture that if we didn't actually go to the moon? You can't have it both ways. Well, I know you can't have it both ways, but I'm not the one saying that we didn't go to the moon. Okay. I'm Uh, the one who says we didn't go to the moon. But some of these people are. Stanley Kubrick was involved. Pinewood Studios, England. And the Earth is flat. (laughs) And how do the UFOs fly with the Earth being flat? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't That is a great question. I, yeah, that is a great question and uh maybe the flat earthers will have an answer, but I doubt it. I saw something on YouTube once. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> oh, were you watching a secure team ten video? Yeah. Yes. Had to have been. <laughs> so the other uh, I don't even really want to fucking talk about this piece of video footage, but we will The Tether video. Yeah, the Tether video. <laughs> yes. Talk about it, Rob. Uh, You know, in one of the space shuttle missions back in the 90s, they had a 12-mile-long tether that they were using to put a satellite out into orbit, and it failed, and the tether broke off from the space shuttle and floated away. They apparently captured video footage of what looked like really large, two-mile-long UFOs flying around this tether why the fuck do these things give a shit about a tether in space i don't know but apparently there are so many of these damn two mile long ufos and what's his face is just so damn happy about it Mm. it's it yeah it's so easy to misjudge size yeah it is yeah david sarita is just so freaking on board with these things just being two miles long because you got a 12 mile long tether again depth perception on space videos is not something that we can gauge here and that's something that bugged me too he just throws out numbers there that make no sense he has no idea what he's saying he just he's talking like uh scientifically or how he expects a scientist to talk but he's really nothing yeah he's cosplaying yeah. Oh, exactly. Good. Good. Good word. He, he looks like a cosplayer with that outfit he's wearing. <laughs> oh Lord, 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 Lord. Okay. So, um, do we want to go to the puppet? Yeah. Uh, let's go to the puppet show. The uh, oh, Jeff yes. Broadstreet alien interrogation video. Whoo! This one is uh, a doozy, folks. Has someone made a video of this thing 
singing. No. Because he looks like he's singing. He does look like he's singing. He, it's, it's hilarious because then when he starts coughing, you can hit the high notes there. It's amazing. All right. So I know a fair bit about the background of this video, and I did a little bit of research to confirm what I thought I had known, and it all kind of lines up. So Jeff Broadstreet, uh, the... Uh, a man who procured this video, right? The idea is that a man named oh, Victor... Oh, wait, wait, Brian. Yeah. Is he actually Jeff Dunham? No, sadly. No, <laughs> uh-huh. he's not. No, he looks like him a bit, though, if you kind of squint. Um, so Jeff Broadstreet uh, acquires this video from a mysterious man named Victor, right? And then it is two minutes and 55 seconds of this like alien interrogation. And I don't know why they put this in. I guess they were looking for filler, right? Uh, and he also produced a bunch of other stuff. He then went on to direct Night of the Living Dead 3D. So that tells you what kind of man we're dealing with here. Yeah, just so much authenticity streaming out of this one. And, like, I think the excuses for why they think this, you know, piece of footage is authentic just because it unsettles you, even though it definitely looks like a marionette. (laughs) Well, they mention in, like, Jonathan Frakes does say, like, or someone does say, like, we show this footage to special effects people and they believe that it was a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, God, okay. All right, so um, uh, we're going to connect some dots here. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So basically, uh, maybe a year before this comes out in late 97, early 1998, Sean David Morton, your friend and ours, uh, the man who's currently in jail, who claimed to have been a psychic, etc., um, in his Delphi newsletter, puts in the information that there's going to be footage released of this, uh, you know, an alien encounter soon that it will blow your mind, right? So the seeds are kind of planted there. Uh, so Sean David Morton uh, ends up uh, with Whitley Strieber um, on Coast to Coast AM in 1997, early 97, and then in May 97, and where they actually interview Victor. And uh, so it, it seems like this was a, a a plot cooked up for some you know money making schemes because a lot of people claim when they hear the voice of Victor that it's actually Whitley Strieber. Wow, huh? Whitley Strieber just I wow, I. Uh... Yeah, I'm not saying I believe this. I'm just saying there uh, is a a suggestion out there made by many forum members, you know, on, uh, you know, uh, the Bell Gab RIP, as well as above top secret that suggests that Willie Streber um, is the man because he used a a voice disguiser when Victor gets on Coast to Coast AM to talk about how he smuggled out this videotape. Oh, wow. Yeah, this um... Rob, are you okay? You, no, I just I hate this I hate this footage so fucking much. It's just so it's so bad. And it's like, oh hey, we're gonna have doctors come in and and attend to this damn alien. He looks like As Kermit he does the Frog pants. coughing. Yeah. Yeah, he's coughing and coughing and it's it's quite amusing. So I know I know we don't want to go here because clearly this is not a good way to talk about things, but it very much reminds me of the Stan Romanek video of the alien in the window. Yeah. That's actually almost better. <laughs> slightly, slightly, yeah, slightly. Grandpa alien, just rotten apples to rotten oranges, my friend. Yep. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so Jeff Broadstreet um, continually pushes this out. He puts out a DVD, and then in tw- 2008, he then re-releases the DVD. There's extended interviews. They include the Coast to Coast AM episode. Like, there's all this stuff here that points towards you know um, Sean David Morton and company sort of cooking up this idea. Um, apparently, uh, he Jeff. Uh, had gone to Fox at first in order to sell this, but because they had gotten burnt on the uh, alien autopsy video, which we'll talk about during the alien autopsy special, uh, they were reticent to do it. So he decides to put it out himself, right? And then the idea is that you'd buy this tape or this DVD at a markup in order to see two minutes and 55 seconds of a dancing alien. Now, uh, Brian, we're going to get to your favorite part. (laughs) Talk about some Israeli energy vents. (laughs) Oh my, oh my god! Uh, I, I, I'm, oh my god. I'm gonna preface this by saying that, like, 
in most of the videos that we've looked at, we kind of have an idea of what is on screen for the most part. These videos, I have no fucking clue what I'm looking at. No clue at all. I, it looks like, Basically, at one point he says, it looks like Windows because it looks like he yes, zoomed in yes. on somebody's windows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it looks like they shot a cabin at an angle, and they're also claiming that this was the biggest UFO ever and that the video only captured, quote, 5 to 7% of it. You know, yeah. Look at the lines, though. The military would never make lines like that. No, it's some dude's cabin. Yeah, it, that's literally what Who it looks like. The... It does not look like it's in the air at all. It yes. just looks like some no. like dude's double wide or some shit filming from a far distance. I can't remember the researcher's name, but he was saying that the uh, Israeli army is constantly at war with UFOs. But I feel like they misuse the term UFOs. What they probably mean is, you know, uh, agents from other countries invading their airspace. That's pretty much what it is. So it turns out that men at a kibbutz, and once again, like the guy, one of the main guys that said his video camera failed, so he bored a friend in order to shoot this really weird stilted cabin where, like, you can see, it's like, a, it's like an, a, an alien enclosure almost. It's like a habitat that just flies around and it's massive. Yeah, and massive light fixtures uh, on the ceiling, you know. Which... Like, a re- like a really sad living room. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I love how they tied, so it's like the space living room, but it's also tied into the idea because, like, obviously this is holy ground. So, therefore, there's, like, biblical implications, which I thought was a huge stretch, too. UFOs don't care about the Bible. No, they they don't. Well, I don't know about that, guys. Certain ancient astronaut theories do suggest that, you know, Jesus was an astronaut. Listen, the spaceships of Ezekiel have no place on this (laughs) podcast, okay? But yeah, the idea that this is the biggest UFO ever and all it is is someone's really sad living space, like, I don't know. I'm not buying this one, guys. This is definitely not good stuff cut on tape here. This is a waste of tape. I think we've narrowed it down to the few pieces of footage that we're actually convinced of anything on this fucking bullshit special but uh before we get there let's let's get into some of the main players here of course you got jonathan frakes who is the voice he's not the voice of reason he's not no uh, (laughs) he's uh, just a voice he's a voice that's (laughs) kind of alluring that you've got this voice bringing you frakes closure all the time some people may enjoy the fuck out of that I didn't just because he seems too into fake shit. And, uh, well, Rob, I, I want just to very briefly mention here you have that super cut that you put up on Twitter of him saying, you know, not it, nope, nope, nope. And I feel like that's just the perfect encapsulation of this 90 minutes. Yep. It, it is. And what I will do is I'll rip that off of Twitter and I will put it at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do, because it is the most incredible supercut. The next individual, of course, and probably the only individual feature on screen more than any others is Dr. Bruce Maccabee, who he was a... Because he has nothing else to do. No. Former Navy optical physicist turned... Is that a thing? That doesn't sound <laughs> I know, I know. Every time I, I say that, I just don't believe it. But Bruce Maccabee, uh, you know, has hung his hat on really controversial cases and hoaxes, so his uh, he can't be trusted. He really can't be trusted. Yeah, he seems like the type of guy who would say, hello, Dr. Bruce uh, Maccabee. He would say, no, 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 just call me doctor. Yep, yep. The only thing I was sad about is that he didn't tap the screen enough with a pen whenever he was looking at footage. Yeah, I was missing that, or at least like a laser pointer. Needed a laser pointer. That would have been great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The laser pointer coming out of the laser pointer from the the UFO. Yep, 
the plasma UFO. Yep. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and of course, we have Bob Exler, another controversial character who just fantastic comb over. Fantastic yeah. comb over and really looks dynamic. Uh, carrying you know a what? I want to be anywhere. known as the man who just talks about ufology hairdos. Like, I feel like that's my position now. I think you are that person. And I think, you know, just there's so much great hair in ufology and conspiracy <laughs> theories. I mean, really, you know, Richard C. Hoagland's just leading the pack here, and everybody else is yeah, just. Yeah, Jacques Vallée's up there. Yeah, everybody else is, an, you know, like uh, an imitator. Yeah, get the fuck out, other people. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Does, like, doesn't uh, you Bob know, Exler make you think of, like, some middle management at a small, like, shoelace factory? He, he yeah. reminds me of Stephen Tobolowski in Groundhog Day. <laughs> Ooh, oh yeah, that's a good one, Ned. Yep, Ned Ryerson. Yeah, he, <laughs> that's Bob Exler. Of course, we've got Dennis DeHate, who was in this thing for a very brief period of time, but but is the hero of the whole. Who's thing. the hero of the whole thing? But as you know, the uh, and as no we've fox. established previously on other Patreon bonus episodes, we can't trust the RCMP. Uh, true, they have other duties to perform. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish there was B-roll of him driving away. Like that would have been the best. <laughs> would have been Sorry. fantastic. <laughs> now, if it sounds like we're making fun of Canadians, we're allowed to do that because we're Canadians. Uh, and I'm an honorary Canadian. So it's true. It's exactly Rob has earned fun. his stripes more than once. I mean, I've I've seen every single season of Due South at least three times now. I have. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I've I've got. I've got, you know, Stan Rogers on vinyl. What else do you need from me? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, and uh, the next player is uh, Dr. Robert Nathan, who was one of the biggest opponents of the Gulf Breeze footage back in the day. And he was uh, he appeared on a another special UFO cover-up live. That's right. From the 1980s. And he came out against the Gulf Breeze footage back then. So he's been kind of a skeptical figure and also another hero of this program who, uh, you know, has generally good insights on. As we know, skeptics are the heroes. Um, Not all the time, but you know, yeah, nice try Angelo. Yeah. (laughs) I know you're trying to earn your herohood here, Angelo, and you're just, (laughs) you're going to have to, you're going to have to wait. I'm beginning to see the narrative. Like he's, he talks about his like very rational child. He talks about his rational insights. He just he wants to earn the badge, and we're just we're just taking it away from him slowly but surely. Slowly, I'm working hard at this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, give it time, Angelo. You may work on us, but I doubt it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, George Knapp, Mister uh, the Government's lying to us, and. So I feel like George is like a middle of the road kind of guy for me, right? Because he did the Hunt for Skinwalker rant, like the book. Like he broke Area 51 and he sides with Bob Lazar, which I think is problematic. Like I feel like sometimes he's right and sometimes he's wrong. It depends on how much stock you put into the Skinwalker Ranch stuff. And what you're finding more now is that a lot of people are questioning it, especially after the Jeremy Corbell documentary. Right. (laughs) We know that at least from Joseph Jr. Hicks and Frank Frank B. Salisbury, they have a history with UFOs. So they got that going on over in Utah. But again, the Skinwalker stuff is kind of controversial at this point. But like, I think more people buy it than not buy it. Yeah. 
And I mean, he was largely here to talk about the Area 51 stuff too, which he knows a lot about, but I feel like he doesn't apply a lot of rational thought um, to what he says, despite him being a, a journalist, right? And I feel like sometimes the the statements that he makes um, and him trying to lend credibility to the Bob Lazar story is it, kind of problematic too. Oh yeah, it's very problematic as is Bob Lazar himself. And yeah. Maybe he was the source that we saw. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they just needed somebody, and they're like, you know, George, you look like the perfect part. Let's let's put like an army hat on you, and then like silhouette you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Angela, we've talked about this on an episode of Double Density, but there's that video that Bob Lazar made where he drives up in his like super cool '80s car, and he comes out of it, and like it's kind of like this like really weird thing, and he also looks like Bob Exler. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yep. More middle management at a small shoestring. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Or an insurance salesman, which, whichever you prefer. Now, of course, we have Jaime Musan, who is, you know, really a controversial person now. He wasn't so much back in the 90s when he had 5,000 UFO videos. You know, he was cool. He was cool back then. Not so cool now. Um, you, sound, you seem almost, like, sad about that. I do, because this is like my childhood just being shattered <laughs> to pieces. Not even my childhood, my teenage years, but I'll overlook that for the time being. Jeff Broadstreet, of course, that we talked about, and his stupid alien Marion. Coughing alien. Yeah, the ma- enterprising alien man, you mean? Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what I mean. And also... I also wanted to quickly mention, I think it was in connection with the Gulf Breeze, the Ed Walter stuff, but uh, the name Jim Delatoso gets mentioned. And he is a man who wholly believes the Billy Meyer stuff. So that's how much credibility you should give Jim. Yeah, which is none. None none at all. Uh, Especially since, you know, that we've we've been calling the Billy Meyer bullshit, you know, a hoax since the late 80s. So... You know, this is behind, I'm sad that this is behind a Patreon wall because I want Michael Horn to come on to an episode here where you, me, Angelo, who else wants to join in, just yells at him and shows him the proof of like you know a lot of the Billy Meyer stuff are pictures from the television. Mm-hmm. How do you even explain that, dude? Yeah, exactly. We can always hope that one day he will see the light and come on my podcast. Uh, until then, we could just you know take shots at him, which is fine. <laughs> Especially from behind the paywall. Yeah, from behind Billy the paywall. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're done, kid. You're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> um, before we wrap this up, we we kind of wanted to talk about some UFO footage not featured in this program that represents kind of the best evidence that we have of something strange. Brian and I have kind of gone back and forth with putting stuff on here but i think one of the first prominent pieces of video footage uh, is from 1952 it's called the uh tremonton ufo uh, footage Mm. and what's interesting is like you kind of have footage like this shot you know more recently at the time of the documentary's release that looks very similar to the tremonton ufo footage it's basically nine objects in the sky this was shot during the day and they're some of them are doing maneuvers that are very strange they're a couple of them are flying in unison at one point but it's not the best video footage but it's intriguing video footage to say the least i'd agree with that yeah well it kind of looks a bit like the german footage we saw yeah in the first yeah the the those clusters of objects It, it looks very similar yeah 
And uh, as I said, in terms of the, this, these two uh, specials, hellish garbage, it is the one. Yes. It is the one that actually stood out as probably one of the best, most interesting things I saw. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Coupled with the Mexican footage, that's really the mm-hmm. best of the best in um, the Phoenix Lights because I'm shooting down your flares here. But <laughs> no, no pun intended. No, yeah, no pun the, intended. So the thing that I wanted to include, but it, it had already been we had already talked about, is the uh, yeah, is the the solar eclipse stuff. I I do feel like there is um, a strong case to be made that it's it's interesting to look at. It's not easily identifiable, unlike all of the um, flying airplanes that look like Tic Tac UFOs and the balloons and the chandeliers. So much of that stuff, you know, people are still trying to pedal shit like that these days. And and the and only it's question harder now because we're a lot more. Um, well, I guess no, that's not, not true. A lot of people are okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say we're a lot smarter about catching these things, but people fall for fakes all the time. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I always bring up those the... Haitian UFOs. Oh, I yeah. remembered what the the name of that program at the beginning that I mentioned. <laughs> I remember the name now. Paranormal caught on camera. That's what it's called. <laughs> ah. Uh, there's no scrutiny applied to any of those videos, and you have some really respected people on that podcast, some of whom are, are podcasters that I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know. We're behind the paywall, Rob. It's okay. You, you don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, but yeah, the the <laughs> the, the Phoenix Lights, I, I, for me at least, coupled with the the story of you know the objects seen earlier and and such. Uh, it's still you know a case that I don't think is 100 percent explained to me. And I trust Fife Symington. You know after all these years, the guy was in the Air Force. He knows the thing about knowing a thing here and there. And I well, really so- put that poorly, but he <laughs> he's a guy that should know a little more than the average person about what's in the sky. So one of my favorite websites that I've been you know looking at for years is UFO Watchdog, right? And he Fife is on the like the UFO like Hall of Fame in there, right? Alongside people like Jacques Vallée, like he's one of the few respectable people, and I kind of use that as a yardstick um, in terms of like people that I traditionally have like trusted not trusted so he's definitely one of those people that i would listen to and his take on the the phoenix likes is very interesting he doesn't definitively attach a conclusion to it but i feel like he explores the the topic quite well he does and he's he's doing the lord's work quite frankly (laughs) Uh, so two two that I wanted to add to the list um, are the so the Belgian UFO wave of 1989 was super interesting for a number of reasons. Um, the only problem though is a lot of the footage is attached to television series that own the rights to it. So there have been like YouTube takedowns. So I've seen a couple of like really really bad pixelated very quick shots of of some of these, and there's more footage out there that unfortunately is like owned by these different companies. So as soon as they pop up in YouTube, a couple of days later they get taken down. Um, but there's a lot of interesting evidence out there. There's a lot of eyewitness reports. There's there's a, a ton of there's a mountain of evidence uh, for this particular flap that I uh, tend to uh, believe in and agree with that it makes things very interesting and the footage that I've seen or I've been able to see on a lot of these specials like uh, is is cogent interesting not just a flying chandelier right this was another classic uh, unsolved mystery oh right episode. that's true yeah, yeah that's that's yeah, very true was, actually uh, yeah that's what brought my attention to this one and. It has, although over a long period of time, it has a lot in common with the Phoenix Lights. Yeah, it does. And I think one of the interesting things about it is it took it took 
people so long to actually get a picture of one of these freaking triangles because every time, and I mean, the the only good picture that they have of this thing, it's slightly distorted for whatever reason that this thing could, it was distorted whenever you tried to take a photo of it. So I, that's one of the interesting aspects of that case. You don't hear as much about black triangles as we used to be. Uh, the, 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 what are you talking about? Didn't, change... didn't you hear the big news? <laughs> what 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 news? the the government has patents out for new type of aircraft and they look triangular like mm, literally no. like the exact mm. triangular ufos yeah did you hear that story no mm. oh that's awesome yeah, that's so they from, were testing it. uh yeah apparently but there was a design there was a story that dropped last week and they have these blueprints and it's very clearly a triangular shaped object Huh. Which, if it if it's real and it's true, fuck Tom DeLong's right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, uh, I know. I, wanna, uh, I know. So many things I want to. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna listen. Let's just go. Just, just let's just talk about the 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 other piece of. Uh... Sure, let's do that because I feel like it's gonna calm me down. So the last thing that I want to talk about is the Hudson Valley River sightings of the early and mid '80s. So. Yes, some of it is attributable to um, uh, squadrons of like men who enjoy uh, punking the locals um, mm-hmm. through their different you know f- uh, you know flight formations. But some of the stuff and some of the footage out there um, that you can very easily find on YouTube, uh, especially with the commentary, which is just hilarious, um, points to something a little more interesting that's not as earth based in terms of movement and things like that, and also um, the way in which these craft were seen throughout the valley at different times um, doesn't necessarily point to a ufo but definitely makes it very interesting uh in those instances where it wasn't you know uh flight buddies information numerous people reported seeing boomerang shaped objects with multicolored lights on them there's one really well-known photograph of from that time of a ring of lights in the sky that are like almost rainbow colored it's a really interesting piece of footage but with the Hudson Valley, it's it's hard to get a total read on it, and it has a lot of similarities with uh, the Phoenix Lights too. So yeah, exactly. Yep. I feel like it, it is it is muddy because of the fact that like there's air bases nearby, right? There's the idea that perhaps these are test aircrafts once again, like Area Fifty One. Um, you know, and these people have come out and said, you know, like we are, you know, a bunch of flyers that. Uh, have staged a bunch of these um, sorts of like uh, nighttime flights in order to screw with the public, right? So I feel like that also muddies the waters a bit, but there's also some footage that exists out there that kind of um, isn't those nights that they have claimed to, to to fly out either. Yeah, exactly. And there was also a report that one of these objects settled over a nuclear facility in upstate New York, so... That's also interesting. It's uh, you know, it was an interesting flap that uh, lasted for over five years. And I feel like th- these four instances are uh, well. So one of them got mentioned, of course, in the first special. But the three others, I feel, like are much more compelling evidence than the ninety minutes I had to sit through. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was pretty rough, guys. It, Thanks, Rob. Uh, hey, no problem. Uh, we're gonna do it again. So <laughs> yeah, this is bring... my second go around with Rob. Uh, so it, fuck you. 
Yeah, he, oh, he's. Uh, you guys are so uh, so vulgar. Oh, I get because I have to be a respectable gentleman when we do double density. And really, like the okay, inner well, well, except for that out. episode just... with TJ. I mean, jeez. <laughs> uh, also, uh, we recorded an episode recently where I got to uh, use the term uh, horse dick and horse sex a whole bunch. So Angelo's gonna have fun dealing with that. <laughs> I can't wait to bleep all that stuff. Uh, he uh, just it was like that scene in Clerks where um the woman's asking for like a child's movie and then he starts oh. ordering all oh, the yeah. porn videos yep. so it was basically that but uh talking about technology <laughs> <laughs> and within the context of the show it makes sense it wasn't just me just naming things uh to name things to anger you no no nope. i feel like this like part of the appeal is that i try to get a rise out of you and i'm always just the calm nice uh Skeptical Canadian gentleman, officer. doctor, scientist, man. Yeah. Yes. He's got other duties to perform. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Hey there, buddy. <laughs> uh, Rob, I, I I, very much dislike most of this. It was mostly laughable, scary images couched with Rob, Jonathan Frakes trying to tell me, perhaps it is extraterrestrial, perhaps it is not. Most likely not. But, and for Angelo, definitely not. But, <laughs> you know... That's that's where it brought we, us together. It brought us together to destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like this? Like, do you feel like we've conclusively hammered and chiseled away enough to to call this done? Yeah, I think we've wrestled the Infinity Gauntlet away from Thanos, uh, and I think we've Freaksos. Y- yeah, Freaksos, and uh, I think we've <laughs> regained a level of respect back. You know, I think we could come away from this one relatively clean. And And before I forget, actually, Bruce McAbee sort of looks like one of those uh, Thanos uh, soldier guys. Yeah, you you do have a point. The one who controls, like, the the, the one who went after Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he sort of looks like him. Yeah, I agree. That's a good way to end this. For, for sure. Yeah. So uh, well, I'm gonna go ahead and cosplay as Richard C. Hoagland going forward. I, I want to see this. I want photos. I want it's more. Happen. I want more weird Trek stories and <laughs> you know just more strange shit. You know, down, done. Down I'll, I'll dig some up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, guys, why don't you uh, why don't you plug your shit? Tell people where they can find you and all that good stuff. Sure. Uh, Angela, do you want to take the floor? Or do you want me to handle this one? You always handle this, and you've tried to pass it off on me a couple of times on the episode, and then you backtracked and realized that was not the right thing. It's to true. Do. It's true. Uh, so, Double Density is a weekly podcast where we do a mix of tech and paranormal stuff every week. Uh, you can go ahead and find us on all of your favorites, you know, uh, of the podcast apps, including Overcast, which Angela loves to death. And uh, you can also find out more about us on Twitter over at double underscore density, Instagram, double density podcast. You can also email us at double density podcast at gmail.com. You can also head over to our website, double density. Net. You can, you know, click on the contact button, see our newest episodes, click on the host page, get a better idea of who we are, the, the, the kind of like wet noodles of skepticism that we tend to be, even though I'm 2019 all in most of the time for everything paranormal. And I'm not. Right. And, and you know, that's what makes your podcast great. So this uh, this has been... Um... <laughs> that long sigh is literally the entire embodiment of how I felt over the entire process. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a fair assessment and it's totally accurate. But uh, yeah, this has been the meltdown. I don't, I don't know where to go from here. But thank you for listening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go play with my alien puppet. He's playing with his alien puppet. Uh, what are you doing, Brian? 
I don't want to talk about it, but it involves uh, intimate moments with uh, a lot of these different videos. Okay, good. I'm horses. I'm gonna go try to catch a beer with Richard C. Hoagland, and uh, yeah, <laughs> don't mess with his hair. And uh, don't I'm, mess with the hair. I'm gonna try to muss that shit up. So uh, yeah, <laughs> um, have a have a good night, folks. fabrication it never happened it never happened this one was invented by a writer not this time it never happened it's false it never happened it's a fake it's fiction it's an urban legend that never happened no way we got you not a chance not this time it never happened it never happened we made this one up it's fiction we made up this one we made it up not this time wrong not this time not this time you're wrong. Not this time. It never happened. Duvid Media.